This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, this is the COB, brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Good afternoon and welcome to the COB. I'm Kyle Rodder with uh, my trusty, well, I would say psychic, but not. Uh, well, I don't know what uh, we call one another, but um, wing woman, maybe. I'm not too sure. Danny Akuye. How was your long weekend? Yeah, very nice. Thank you. Yeah. yeah very pleasant. Had a lovely pleasant. walk along a beautiful beach and uh, saw some birds and water and nature. And how cool is that? Indeed. And uh, well, I suppose the uh, markets are off to a good start yeah. this week as well. We yeah. saw the lead from Wall Street reasonably positive. Now, the CBO 200 doesn't really express, I suppose, the broad um, positive sentiment that we're seeing in global markets at the moment. But nevertheless, we uh, we did see it pick itself off the uh, an early drop, which was very much led, as we'll see in a few moments' time, by some um, of those cyclical names, maybe growth concerns coming through. But nevertheless, uh, pushing higher, and uh, there has been a move higher in US futures too this uh, oh, really? this, this afternoon. Yeah, so everything seems to be pointed to the sky. Yeah, well, there we go. And uh, yeah, let's probably go to um, our three three themes. Otherwise, I'll probably start talking about them before I meant to, which is what I normally do. Well, let's go. Well, let's have a look at them, shall we? Three themes, risk on, question mark. I feel like there is a lot of risk appetite driving uh, driving uh, sentiment at the moment. Um, VIX at three-year lows, yeah, February 2020, yeah. all these indicators that, you know, people are feeling pretty, pretty good, at least on the surface. Well, what I think is really interesting, so information technology here in Australia, up, you know, 3.7%. I was just chatting with Michael Howell about global mm. liquidity and yeah. why we're seeing these assets, uh, you know, performing so well. And he remains really, really bullish. So um, the market is telling us that inflation is going to trend down yeah. and these longer dated assets are really performing really, really well. And the central banks by stealth are putting money back into the markets. There you go. So, you know, he can explain why, um, you know, we're seeing information technology continuing to run higher. Yeah, and it was great for uh, our IT sector. Again, we'll look at those um, uh, names in just a moment. But just on a few other stories, I suppose it'll be the final hurdle before the Fed meeting on, well, Thursday morning our time. It's that CPI figure tonight. Yep. So yep. Um, really, we're just um, looking for a signal that that's coming down. Again, maybe just marginally. It's lower than perhaps expectations yep. or even in line with the expectations. And uh, well, if that occurs, then, well, we could see a pause, skip, Job, hop. I'm not too sure what you want to refer to it, but nevertheless, <laughs> rates mightn't go anywhere for, for, for the first time in a little while. Well, clearly, I think the market, apart from the whole pause and the skip malarkey that everybody puts a description on, I think it's just the general thematic that rates are going to start to, oh, sorry, that uh, inflation is starting to ease. Mm. And uh, we're seeing it in the oil price, aren't we? Commod- I mean, you know, that really, really fell heavily overnight, didn't it? It did. And, uh, and our commodity players in the market were pretty heavily sold down mm. today. 
space. So um, last but not least, we have to, to, to mention it very briefly, uh, confidence. Yeah. It's been a long time that consumers have been in the doldrums. We've known that for the better part of a year. Mm. Interest rates go up. What do you know? People don't like it. But businesses started to, uh, yeah. are starting to express their dissatisfaction perhaps because that NAB um, survey was, um, well, the weakest has been in a little while. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not to be surprised, is it? I mean, we, we're all looking back now and saying, gosh, we didn't realise how strong the economies were last year, but equally now the slowdown is happening. And really, at the end of the day, that's what the central banks want, isn't it? Mm. They need to, they've only got one blunt tool to engineer a slowdown in demand. So, uh, you know, it'll be really important for all businesses to manage their cash flow through this cycle. Yes, and uh, obviously you had the good fortune of speaking to Jason Allen from exactly. McGrath Nickel about exactly that. So if, um, well, you're a little bit more interested in, I suppose, the small, medium-sized enterprises and, you know, the commercial world, that's um, something you can look at on your platform. Uh, but just, we will get across some of the movers and shakers today. Let's start on the positive because mm-hmm. it was the tech sector. Computer share tends to be a little bit more rate-sensitive block. Look, that's just a crypto play. But if you look at those more premium names on the Tech and Zero. My go. gosh, they are on such a run, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, 113 bucks per share. Yeah, but looks uh, almost eighty dollars for WiseTech. Deary, deary, no. Yeah, yeah uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that isn't um, no, an all-time is. high. At one hundred percent, is it? It was right on the cusp last week when we saw a pullback. So um, that's that's quite a milestone. And well, I mean, zeros at highs not seen for, for fifty-two weeks. It's been a sort of a thirty percent rally now. I think when. Uh, from when it reported about a yeah. month ago. So things are looking very um, positive for our tech sector, just like they are on Wall Street. Um, but the areas of the market yep. that aren't so strong, of course, well, the miners. Absolutely. Not only the uh, bulk miners, uh, but also the gold sector undertaking mm. quite a bit of profit taking as well. And uh, yeah, I do know that, again, people like Mike Harlis think he thinks this is a very good opportunity to, to start to look at gold again. And I guess we had a run up in those majors last week, didn't we, on hopes of a China stimulus package. So maybe just a little bit of profit taking coming in post that run up. Yeah, and uh, well, a similar story, energy stocks, oil took a fairly significant tumble. I don't know what it was, 4 or 5% overnight or Absolutely, something in that realm. Absolutely, I think it was and, around 4%, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, it was never a great backdrop to start the week for our energy players. And well, uh, Woodside and Santos might be the best ones to look at there, down one4 and 2% respectively. But it stretches right across the energy complex, Whitehaven Coal. Uh, is also lower. Beach Energy, a little bit more of a gassy kind of play, I guess you could say, also down <laughs> as, uh, as as well. Um, amusing. Sorry, yeah, no, yeah. just amusing myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's get across to some of the corporate stories of the day. I mean, I think the big one was just Domino's. Totally. Gassy, perhaps. Totally. Yeah, no, I think the shares were, I can check, but they were off at one stage um, as much as 10%. Mm. But let's just have a look. 8% when I last checked, 6%. It's 6%. Now. So buying come in, but basically management um, are coming in and really rationalizing the, the global footprint of their stores, mm. either closing them down, investing them or um, yeah just trying to get rid of what is effectively um, those stores that are weighing on the profitability mm. so trying to get costs out of the business and uh, I do know that there was a broker downgrade uh, to the stock basically downgrading both full year 24 full year 25 earnings by 11 to 19 percent if my memory serves me correctly and putting it on a sell rating and I think that was Citigroup mm. um, that downgraded there. 
but uh, it does look like people are actually losing uh, faith, dare we say, in that growth story. It is, and uh, it seems now that it's not just mozzarella uh, that's responsible for their margins. And if you saw that little uh, uh, peak over uh, in March, that was... Well, my best efforts when I move places and right next to a uh, Domino's to, to eat my way uh, or eat the, the eat the business. Yeah, through the vegan pieces? Through the vegan Eat them back into profitability. I try my best, people, but I can't do it anymore. And it would seem that, um, yeah, we're, we're heading south once again. It's been a tough ride for Domino's shareholders. But um, well, let's get to our stock of the day, yeah. perhaps. Macquarie and, uh, Telecom. Macquarie, uh, Macquarie Technology. Jeez, a, a name that, that's all right, a name that, well, perhaps will be a little new to a, a lot of people out there. But Mark Morland from Team Invest and Luke Winchester from Merriweather Capital will have their say about Macquarie Technology. of over a hundred times earnings. Now the problem with that is they're showing negative earnings. So the earnings growth has been negative 10.3% over the last six years. So earnings right. have been going down. The market's been kind to it, but it's been keeping the price up, which means the PE's been expanding. Right. And on earnings growth like that, 100 PE is absurd. Um, and I can't see, and also their debt load is very high. They've got um, debt uh, to equity 172% now. They had no debt in 2019 and prior to that. So the debt's been going up, but their debt at the moment on current earnings would take 28 years to pay off. The market has been generous to it. I agree with Mark's view there. The reason why is I think the market's looking ahead to, to what this business is building and, and the earnings stream that will come through from the the, you know, the infrastructure-like assets that they're building. Um, I uh, don't own it with Meriwether Capital. I used to own it in a previous life. Um, I think this is the sort of business I would, I would definitely hold it. The main factor for why I would say hold, though, and be a bit more positive than Mark, is you've still got David Tudorhope, the MD there, who owns... Even after this raise, he'll still own probably half the business, um, and I think he's got a very, a very good, you know, strategic view of where this business wants to go and needs to go, and he's very much aligned with shareholders to achieve it. Okay, so maybe not Mark's cup of tea. No. It doesn't mind the look of it, though. So I guess that's one of those horses for courses situations. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah, perhaps uh, we'll ask our guest for the show whether they might have an interest in Macquarie technology. Henry Jennings from Mark today. Thank you for standing by. I know you're a small cap guy, uh, Henry. So on the off chance, have you ever taken a look at um, Macquarie technology? Certainly have. Certainly like it. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Danielle. Hi. Uh, it is... It is uh, a good quality stock. They're pushing into data centers, and that's why they mm -hmm. changed their name to Macquarie Technology uh, as opposed to uh, the old name, of course. This is the first raising they've done since listing in 1999. So they've done this all off their own back, which is quite something, I've got to say. I recently interviewed David Tudor Hope, and a very impressive guy he is with his brother as well. Both started this company uh, many, many years ago and have done extraordinarily well out of it. So I, I think this is a good move. They're pushed, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's in love with, uh, with Next DC, mm. and uh, we're quite happy to overlook the, uh, the issues there, which there, I'm sure there are some issues. Uh, but then when Macquarie uh, Technology comes along and starts pushing into data centers far more than they had in the past and is raising money to do so, people start to get a little negative. The problem this, this one has, always has been, is that uh, David and his brother do own a large slug of it, and as a result, liquidity is an issue. For institutions, it's hard to get set. If you wanted to buy 100,000 shares, 
good luck. So you can see this one pushed and pulled all over the place, but uh, maybe this issue will start to alleviate some of those problems. Yeah, Henry, just in the tech space, we're seeing um, uh, what looks like everybody FOMO with Zero uh, and also WiseTech. But there's quite a bit of corporate activity going on in some of the smaller tech companies. Um, I think there was a, a bid today for one of them. I'll have to grab the name. Um, and Tessa also, Rent. Yeah, that's it. And, and Limeade as well. So do you think we're going to see more takeover offers coming into Australia's, well, not so large, but nevertheless, you know, technology sector. <laughs> yeah, I think, Danielle, one of the problems that we've got, of course, is that our tech sector is so tiny and so concentrated. You know, zero wise tech uh, computer share to some extent, NextDC, Megaport, you know, that, that there are very few names up there that people can buy. So when we see the NASDAQ take off like the scalded cat, we do see that FOMO coming in and people chasing as you say, WiseTech all-time highs, zero have pretty much doubled since their low, uh, which is extraordinary considering the company's uh, no longer going for growth at any cost, but now is going for uh, cost-cutting, etc. So we saw today uh, Tesserent, which I've long followed in the cybersecurity space, being taken out by Thales, uh, which is a French company. Uh, they are based in Australia as well. They're a big defence contractor here. Uh, they are bidding 13 cents, 176 million bucks for that one. Uh, we followed that one quite successfully from 4 cents up to 40 cents in a rush of blood to the head. And luckily, we told people to get out. Um, and they've been languishing at around 5 cents prior to this bid. Uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Lord and Kurt Hansen, the two, uh, the two executives in charge of this one. It's a good deal for... Uh, Shareholders, I have to say, 13 cents does seem a pretty good price and everyone's falling over themselves to accept it. So uh, that looks like a done and dusted deal at the moment. Those are the leaders of the day, just in terms of laggards. It's hard to go past, of course, the materials and energy sector. I mean, I guess the um, best description we could find today was that there are concerns about growth out there still, who would have thought? But I mean, how are you seeing that area of the market in particular right now? Uh, I think opportunity is the uh, is what I would say, Kyle. I got to say, mm. you know, straw hats in winter, etc. Everyone's chasing these tech stocks, and if you're not in a tech stock at the moment in the U.S. or even here, uh, it's pretty much kind of uh, just flatlining, to be honest. Surprisingly, given the Chinese did a little bit of stimulus today in terms of that repo rate cut, so uh, I would have expected to see a little more uh, interest in some of those resource stocks. But I guess. The oil price is telling us something at the moment. The oil price is telling us that the global demand really isn't there, and that's what seems to be driving it. Commodity prices are pretty much flat, if not drifting lower. Although we did see a good day today in uranium. Paladin doing well, mm. bouncing back from that Namibian scare. Boss Energy, a favorite of mine, one that we have in the uh, Ausbiz investment portfolio, doing very well as well. So uranium seems to be pushing higher, maybe to do with the Oliver Stone movie that's out at the moment. Uh, and uh, pushing nuclear power, but mm. something that we've been writing about over the last few weeks as well. And just on the retailers, everybody's throwing the towel in on the discretionary retailers, and you know, rightly so, we all know the reasons why. But it's interesting, La Vista today was up almost 5%. At some point, Henry, do you think some of these really good quality retailers just, you know, this one's been so heavily sold off. Is that is that a stock that investors might look to sort of start to nibble at after this retracement? 
I think so. I think you're right, Danielle. I think, you know, at some stage, some of these retailers, especially in the speciality sector, especially the ones that have got really good quality management, and especially a stock like La Visa, which is catering for a somewhat different market. It's not the city chic. It's not the premier investments with your Peter Alexanders. It's not your high price kind of retailer. It's looking at selling, uh, let's face it, fast fashion jewellery to uh, probably teenagers to some extent. And that, I would imagine, not having any teenagers of my own anymore, but I would imagine that's, that sector's relatively recession-proof because you're going to get the nag factor coming in. And also, you know, kids are working more and getting their own money, et cetera. And they want a little treat, especially uh, in these da- this day and age. So I think La Visa is certainly one of those, uh, maybe today's pop was slightly technical, but uh, certainly some of these speciality retailers uh, do look kind of interesting and will continue to look kind of interesting. I don't think we're out of the woods yet, and I don't think it's kind of the time to buy them um, en masse, but uh, certainly one or two have been oversold to a great extent. Uh, Henry, it's going to be a big week. It was, uh, well, a busy day to kick it off. So I really <laughs> appreciate you uh, giving us your time this afternoon. We'll leave it there for another day. Henry Jennings from Marcus today. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Time for the leaders and laggards. And I have a feeling that we've already gone through a few in the tech space, but uh, let's ram that one home. Wisetech Global up 5%. You just mentioned LaVisa, so uh, a very comprehensive, uh, I suppose, analysis there of, of or commentary of LaVisa and its and its prospects. Um, do you own any, own any of uh, LaVisa stuff in, in your uh, collection? Can't say I do. No? No, no, no. Neither, no. neither do I. Maybe, no. um, maybe. <laughs> uh, Megaport, though, up by 4.5%, can sometimes be uh, one that trades with that sort of, I guess, techie theme, if you, yeah. if you will. Uh, AUB, up 6.2%. Um, but Paladin, uh, well, it's, I think it's actually above where it was before that. Um, yeah, well, it could little well n- it be. Namibia, n- Namibia. yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, uh, I think uranium's been on a tear, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, the, the uranium bugs are uh, out in full flight at the moment. Um, yeah, it looks like you're absolutely right, Kyle. I think that's uh, well exceeded where it was before. So it was about 70, well, a bit below that, 68 cents before it proverbially fell off the Namibian cliff. <laughs> so it's more than re- recovered there. And uh, yeah, as we've discussed, um, you know, WiseTech, that is a real momentum FOMO trade at the moment. Yeah, I'll say. And uh, well, one wonders how far above fundamental value that's potentially stretched. Like there were everything in the tech space at the moment, but I mean, I guess uh, it's, a, it's a subjective thing nevertheless. And uh, well, nearly 80 bucks. So if you're hold, holding it, good on you. Um, let's get to the laggards now. Uh, and again, it's that, well, domino story. Um, pizza and well, gold. dirt and gold. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, profit taking going on in there. Domino's restructuring, have they uh, effectively lost that that growth genie that they had, that magnet for so long? Karoon Energy, I don't know if there was anything in that story there today. Maybe that's just off the, the energy, back of energy the energy story, play. Yeah, yeah profit taking coming in there. Did you? Ever, speaking of stories, did you ever 
buy into the Domino's story that, you know, we, we don't sell pizzas, we're, we're a tech company kind of line. A bit of a stretch for me. I never understood it, but I'm not that clever, you know. Yeah, I had a great chat with um, John Others uh, from Bloomberg mm-hmm. and we discussed this whole thing about stories and narratives yeah. for investing and whether or not this time it's different. And it's uh, definitely worth having a listen online about that one because he's, uh, well, he's a very knowledgeable gentleman with uh, years of experience. Yeah, without a doubt, it was a real treat getting him on. And uh, actually, he didn't manage to get through the full interview either. So if you want to see the whole thing, we can only get through about half of it today. So yeah. might uh, go home and watch that over dinner after SBS World News uh, this, this evening. <laughs> treat myself, you know. It's a, it's a Tuesday. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's move on to the small caps now. And... Um, well, let's see what's moving on there. Um, Sizzle. So, up we go. Sizzle, right? Off to... Nah, that can't be right. Sizzle's, Sizzle's $27.50. Let me have a look I'm, for I'm you. very sceptical that we could be living in 2021 if Sizzle's at 20, $27.50. What are, we, uh, what are we looking at? Yeah, it is. Oh, right. Yeah, it's up, it's up almost 12% today. Alligator yeah. Energy up almost 14%. Bannerman wow. up 16%. And Azure Minerals. I must admit, a lot of these uh, escape me. I don't know what's going on with Sezzle. That's, yeah, you know. it's funny thing with Sezzle is that it used to be just like the SEO grabbing thing. It, um, yeah. In a previous life, you used to chuck that in there in your SEO <laughs> and write really an article. Well. So you just get all these... Uh, you know, sort of passive, passive yeah. um, uh, 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 audience, whatever. Um, let's move on. Too long on that. Um, the laggards now: BlackRock Mining, Dots, Nano, Star Farmer. The oh. CEO's leaving, I think. That oh, one okay. that came out last week. Um, so I think it went up, and now it's obviously going down. Yep, swings and roundabouts. Um, let's push on. Galilee Mining's also down by nine percent. To what's up tonight? Wow. And, uh, US CPI, all those bugs that will be waiting up to 10.30 to see if the markets move or I'm they gonna don't I'm going to do it move. because I'm about to get stopped out on a, on a short Nazi trade. So I'll um, make Ouch. sure... Yeah, it's not... <laughs> it's, yeah, girlfriend's coming back on Friday. It's, it's going to be um, probably Domino's for dinner, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, anyway, US CPI data, that's going to be huge. There is the expectation that it'll moderate again uh, over the course of May, but this has been volatile and there's sort of core and... Um, yep. sticky uh, indices within the uh, the overall data, which will tell us a little bit more about the, the direction for, for prices. But hey, if it comes in lower than expect, expected, then maybe the Fed skips, pauses, or does whatever else it does on uh, Thursday morning. Uh, Governor Bailey from the Bank of England also speaks tomorrow, a little later on, actually. Right, here in Australia. Um, yeah, it's, uh, well, IOG Investor Day, ANZ Consumer Consumer Conference, Confidence. which has been pushed back a day because of the uh, King's Birthday public holiday. Ah, oh, right. So, yeah. um, But really, let's face it, we're going to be taking the lead, aren't we, pretty much from what happens overnight in the inflation data, I would yeah, have thought. Yeah, and I, I get the sense that if that comes in lower than expected, with the way futures are moving and the fact that there's still 20 to 30% chance priced into a hike from the Fed on Thursday, again, if it's Week, that gets priced out. That's uh, another. Do you think of... we're off to the moon? Well, I don't know. I think there's a fair rally in that. Yeah, I think at least at least right. you know into the actual event might be a buy yeah. sell, buy the rumor sell the fact. But we've seen the odds of a, of a 25 basis point hike in the last two weeks come down from 80. percent So you know it's a lot of the mm. reason why you're seeing kind of. You know, I guess this this move in the market that it's, this is done for the Fed potentially. Yeah, absolutely. I do know. I think Goldman's upgraded the S and P target to four thousand five hundred by year end. We could be there sooner than so we that's, think. That's ten percent from here, isn't it? Mm. Because we're at what forty one hundred now. No, forty four thousand three hundred. So less than that. It's about five. Yeah. Right? So technically, that's why everyone's so bullish because we went through mm. that four thousand three hundred level and we've held right. it. But hey, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are. We're already talking about the end of the year. Bloody hell. Anyway, that's the day up zero point. One two percent. Nothing 
uh, well, too meaty there for, for us, but nevertheless, we'll, we'll take what we can on this first day of the week. And um, like I said before, futures are higher in the, uh, uh, well, US futures are higher. You can catch up on all the news and views on our website now. There's a lot of great discussions today. It was a, a very, very busy day. Danny, what do you reckon? We uh, call I it a day? I think we call it a day. I think we call it a day. Okay, well, uh, have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye. The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.